so hungover. It's just not even my day. Love it. Oh, oh my God. Okay. All right. We're going to go into this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do it. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> hi, Glenn. <laughs> hi, Chloe. Hi to Glenn and hi to everybody. Good evening to all. Welcome to the show. This is Wednesday Up Late. We are your hosts with the most. Um, I'm Chloe and... And I'm Glenn. I'm Glenn. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> We've established this. <laughs> oh, well, thank you all for joining us this wonderful Wednesday <laughs> evening for some fun movie banter and opinions you didn't ask for and, you know, our favourite part of the show, which is the games, which is what we love. Um, now... <laughs> If you are way too busy to catch us um, looking like our best selves on, you know, YouTube or <laughs> Facebook or wherever you see us, you can also find us and listen to our dulcet tones in podcast form. Now, we recommend you listen to us through the Newsly app um, because why wouldn't you? First of all, um, it is a super duper app where you can find all your articles, trending, non-trending, hone it to your interests, absolutely, and it reads it back to you in this nice, calming human voice, which is awesome if you're on the go. Um, you know, a lot of our regular <laughs> listeners will know that we do have a super special code, so you can actually upgrade your experience for free for a whole month, and it is Wednesday up late, so go ahead and do that and upgrade your life. Wednesday um, up late being, being the code. That is the when, code. That you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And That's also, like it, it, it may be a nice, relaxing voice that reads the news back to you, uh, not so nice that it puts you to sleep while you're driving. Okay, just so you know. God, no, no, <laughs> no. It's just nice to listen to, like we are. Yeah, you know, <laughs> every, every voices. Every thirty seconds, it says, "Wake up!" <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So go ahead and do that, and you can listen to us as well, which is great. <laughs> well, <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> Anyway, Glenn, how are you on this fine Wednesday evening? Oh, yeah, not bad. That's what you call the obligatories right there. <laughs> the obligatories just easing in naturally as I do, you know. Hey, I'll let you in on a secret. <gasps> I love secrets. Yeah, so we, um, we're recording. It's late at night and I sent you a text message before just saying, hey, I'm going to need an extra you know, 15 to 20 minutes. Because mm-hmm. I didn't prep anything for this week's show. <laughs> I sat down, I thought, I'm ready to go. I'm fucking ready. And I got to my computer and I'm like, I, I, I haven't <gasps> made any notes at all this week. What? So we're good. We're good. And you did it in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Best I could. Wow. I'm imp- if this goes well, I'm impressed. I must admit, for the first game we're going to play, I did have some banked in my phone. So I sort of scrolled through and sort of found some That's that I had. idea. So, yeah. 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 Put them in the put them in the the pod bank. <laughs> that was a bad. That was a bad one. That was. A bad we all one. have a pod bank. <laughs> um, I did want to. Um, well, you already know, obviously, but uh, I went to the movies during the week, which never happens. Yeah. Um, my mum called me and she's like, "We're going to the movies. This is happening." like we're going and we did and we saw the little mermaid the night it opened Mm -hmm. i've seen it so we can talk about this we can talk about it i got my little glass of prosecco as i walked in the door (laughs) got some lollies it was awesome it was so great um and i want to hear your thoughts first though hated it really passionately passionately hated it it is you don't like the little mermaid it doesn't matter. That does not matter. Like that, that's irrelevant. It is. Um, it certainly did not improve upon what the original did. Uh, it just. It was such a clunky fucking movie. Like it just. When it was under the water, it was dull. Like it wasn't as um, aquatic and lifelike as you know, you know, fucking colourful and shit as it should be. Uh, and when it was on land, the production value was so lame. It was so lame. I felt like I was watching some bloody made-for-television afternoon teenage show. Look, I'm going to agree with you in the fact that I I don't think this is my favorite live action Disney movie that has been done. Hands really, down worse for me. Hands down worse for me. 
I did really enjoy Beauty and the Beast. I think that was really nicely done. Um, this isn't at the bottom of my radar, but it didn't like top my radar. I will admit that I did cry <laughs> during part of your world. I think she fucking nailed that song. Yep. No, don't you dare shake your head. It is a very important song to me. And I think she nailed it. See she, what I, I want to, what I want to add, what I want to add there is like, you know, I, I have nothing against her as Ariel. I think she did the best she could with a really, really fucking lousy script and some really lame, boring choices in direction. I think, you know, she, she did all that she could. So what was required of her was, you know, she nailed the brief, uh, this, squarely you know lies on disney and rob marshall and yeah just fucking loathed it with a passion and you know what the the new songs that were in there oh i was gonna get to that right so i I mean what's his name fucking the hamilton guy um lin-manuel miranda yeah so he's just he's a one-trick pony now like you know he's good at what he does but um everything's starting to sound the same you know i was i was disappointed by those songs and when i I saw that they were written by him i was kind of even a little bit more disappointed I really, really enjoyed that one particular song that um, the Aquafina sung, the Scuttlebutt sort of song or whatever yeah, it was called, right? Yeah, that was a but, good song, yeah. But it, it did not fit in the Little Mermaid world. Mm-hmm. It just didn't fit in there. It felt like we're watching some hip-hop fucking I movie feel like it Brooklyn. fit more than um, Prince Eric's song, for sure. Yeah, His song yeah. was weird. And, and boring. I don't like the way he acted it i wasn't mm. a huge fan of the guy who played i didn't even take time to learn his name um, just looked like a ryan really gosling mean. wannabe not even ryan gosling i think like <laughs> he's like he's fine but i just i don't know there was no life i was okay there was no life in his character and the song was just terrible but um the most important part for me was her singing that song and i think she nailed it so i was able to walk away happy because of that sure. i'm going to um, agree with you that the mm. rest kind of lacked a little bit of luster, but I actually quite liked the underwater scenes. I thought they were quite pretty and m- the most natural I feel like they could have been done. So cool. Um, well, I mean, most importantly, you got a night out with your mom at the movies, and that's awesome. I know. What and did she your mum think of it? Bought me popcorn. Oh, she loved it, but she loves yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, that. like <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, she loved it. She thought it was great. Awesome. What else? There's one more thing I was going to touch upon there. I kind of forgotten, but what what do you think? would be my top two Disney live action remakes. Um, and we all know that I'm not a fan of them. I think they're kind of pointless. I think they should just be making new original movies in general. But um, if we're going to have these these live action remakes of classic animated films, what two do you think are my favourite? That have already been done or yeah. that? Well, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't love something I haven't well, seen. Well, I mean, like, I I didn't know if you like <laughs> that you were wanting to them to want, be done. Or... I don't want any of them done. Oh, there's going to be more. Um. I don't know, Aladdin? Oh, no, no. Um, what, what else have they done? They've done Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Cinderella, uh, The Lion King. I didn't even get through that, no, to terrible. be honest with you. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, you've already said one, Cinderella. I thought that was excellent. Okay. And that was that was because it's a Kenneth Branagh film. I thought he fucking really, really made a great movie. And okay. the other one was Pete's Dragon. Oh, of course. Yeah, I didn't Which even think of that fantastic. one in there. Fantastic. Fantastic yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah, there we go. that's one I haven't watched with the kids yet. It's popped up a few times, but I think they're just not really hooked into that just yet. So Also, it's, it's a very mature film. Like, it does require mm. a lot of emotional gusto. Yeah, my middle one will not tolerate well with that then. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. couldn't even sit through Inside Out the other day, the poor little tyke. He was just <laughs> wrecked from it. Uh, excellent. Cute. <laughs> Should we move on to our first game? Oh, please. Our first game of the night. Okay, so we are going to be doing some trivia questions because mm-hmm. this is always fun. Um, yeah, we love trivia questions. And I had to sort of dig through my archives for these ones today too. So um, they might be <laughs> a little bit out of left field, but we'll see see how you go. All righty, let's do it. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. All right. All right, so this is a true or false trivia mm. question for you. Yep. Okay, so for or true, true or false, did this or did this not happen? Four years in a row, in Preston, Idaho, the town held a Napoleon Dynamite Festival that included a gem-eating contest, a football-throwing contest, and a look-alike contest. I got to say true. It's so true. It's the kind of trivia you can't make up. 
you could definitely make that up. But I just, I, oh, I'm disappointed you. that I wasn't there <laughs> because I would have smashed everybody in a jam eating contest. I would have downed those bad boys like I, there was no tomorrow. It's funny, like. Yeah, that film's been on my mind this week. So has it really? Yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's yes. a good one. Yes. Fun fact: yeah. my my aunt was driving through Preston, Idaho, and she went out of her way to go see Napoleon Dynamite's house where they filmed it, mm-hmm. and she said it was in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, and she was so scared <laughs> that someone was going to come out with like a shotgun and tell her to fuck off. Um, so she just like took a picture and like fanged it out of there. So, I, but yeah, she thought it was so pretty good. cool. So good. it's one of them. It's like if we were um, later on, we're going to be doing underrated, overrated, and that would be mm-hmm. like I think, even though it's highly regarded, I still don't think it's rated enough. I think it is one of the great comedies of all time. And completely I some, agree. I saw completely some video agree. of Jared Hass, the director, um, being asked questions about it, and he was asked about that scene on the the chicken ranch. When the farmer's mm-hmm. eating the sandwich, he goes, <laughs> and he was asked about that and how they got that, how he directed that actor. And he says, well, he didn't know we were rolling. And we asked him a question and he answered it. And that was how he talks. <laughs> that is wonderful. That yep. is and so then, wonderful. And, and all they did was they shot some um, reaction takes from the other actors and just put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh my god that's so wonderful it just sh- goes to show you do not need a big budget to make a funny fucking movie that's, that's right that's right. goes to show iconic all right your first one mm-hmm. who is the most expensively dressed character slash actor of all time oh in just one movie mm-hmm. oh most expensive I'm trying to think of, oh, is it the blue chick from X-Men? No, it's not. So we're just um, talking costume alone. Oh, okay. Okay. So the most expensively um, dressed, not necessarily made up. It's not Cinderella, <laughs> is it? Because no, I know not. she had like a bajillion Swarovski crystals on that dress. No. No? Mm. Nope. Gone, gone with the wind, the big red dress. From Gone uh, with the Wind. No, it's not. And you'd have okay. to really factor in inflation for that. And I just haven't got the energy to do that. So that was never going to be a question I would ask you. <laughs> Completely fair. <laughs> Completely fair. I don't know. I give up. What is it? It was Daniel Craig's James Bond in Spectre. His outfit, which I think was a tuxedo in one particular scene, he may have worn it in a few scenes, was actually, I'm going to get you to guess what it was worth. The value of oh this one. Oh, my God. Just one, one outfit, tux. Yeah. In Spectre. What was it worth? Don't overshoot like, the mark. Don't overshoot the mark. It's not like so it's not one in the mil- tux. It's not in the millions. It's not in like. the millions. Okay, I'm gonna say like twenty five grand. No, nah, one more guess. That Forty meant, grand. That meant up. I, yeah, that was. I got. I got that. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a, a moment of silence on the the <laughs> podcast version of this, and people wondering why. Um, so it was seventy nine thousand dollars. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Why though? Well, and I'm going to guess that that probably wasn't even factored into the budget. I'm guessing there is a suit, a tailor, a, a man, like a, a popular brand that wanted it in their film. And so they offered it. You know, that's wow. how James Bond quite often works. Like, you know, this, the deals they do with like, you know, the cars, the, yeah. you know, and, and the jewelry and the aftershaves and all that kind of stuff, product placement. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yep. That's super crazy for a piece of fabric. Sorry. Yes. Super crazy. All right. I'm going to give you your next one. Are you ready? Yep. Which two well-known actors were considered for Brandon Fraser's role of Link in Encino Man? Ben Stiller? Nope. Well, he was because he filmed an audition for it and it's on YouTube. Okay. Well, no, I've got two in mind, but not that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Two others uh... then. Uh, maybe Sean Aston. Uh, not that I'm aware, but that's okay. not who I've gotten written down. Yep. Um, or trying to think of people of that generation around that time. Think taller uh, than Sean Aston. Not Matthew McConaughey. Um, no, I can't even. 
can't even conjure actors of that generation, to be honest with you. What about Matt Damon? Do Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> no. So Jim mm. Carrey. Right. Did okay. an audition and so did Nicolas Cage. Not surprising at all because they were both doing teen comedies at that time. Jim Carrey yeah. had done Earth Girls Are Easy, um, Valley Girl for Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, cool. Could you see Nicolas Cage as Link? I don't know if I could. He'd be too serious. He wouldn't be as goofy, I don't Back think. Back then he was definitely serious. I mean, for Vampire's Kiss, he, um, I think he pulled a molar out without any anesthesia, like just ripped it out. Um, he's very method back in those days. Things he regrets now. Um, he ate live cockroaches and stuff for that film as well. Nah. Um, nah. But there is nah. there is video of Ben Stiller. Um, I think he even got the role. And I, did, I, I've seen yeah. that YouTube clip now that yeah. you've like mentioned it earlier and it came yeah. back to my mind. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think I think we've shared it with each other. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. Cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Ready for your next one? Yes, please. Okay. The 2020 movie Ambience holds the world record for the longest trailer in history. Wow. How long was the trailer? Longest trailer in history. I'm going to say like seven minutes. Keep going up. Ten minutes. Take a wild stab at like just throw the fishing reel into the as far as you can into the pond. How far 30 is it minutes. Go? Keep going. Just keep going. No. Keep it's going. not a trailer if it's more than 30 minutes. It's it is. An actu- it's an epic. Keep 45 going. 45 minutes. No, just keep going. Was there no trailer? <laughs> it was just the fucking movie itself? Keep going. Keep going. An hour and a half. Well, you're close. 72 minutes. What the? F- no. That's, yep, so that's the entire movie. The movie also holds the Guinness World Record for longest movie ever made. It's which equals 30 days long. Why, though? Well, I mean, there's there's been many movies like it where that have gone for 24 hours. Some have gone for, you know, maybe a bit longer. But this one holds a world record at 30 days. Uh, one, they would have made it to obtain the, the world record but also it would be much more like a an art installation it would be something that I've, I've i've been to a couple of these type of things where there's one called the cremaster cycle goes for i think 50 hours and you are welcome to come and go so you can go to day one like at this film it would have been come to day one watch it for as many hours as you can tolerate leave come back another day watch more of it it's sort of um but wouldn't you miss what, does it have plot points? Like what? There would be a. There would be an. There's probably a very thin narrative there, but being a, an art installation, it's probably much more a, a series of concepts strung together. That if you have the tolerance to watch it all, eventually it will make more sense. But yeah. I don't even have the tolerance to try and understand the concept behind it. Like that's yeah. yeah. So there you go. No. Seventy-two minutes was the trailer, and they would have probably. Premiered that at a place like the Cannes Film Festival or, you know, Sundance, some some prestigious festival that would have been as if you're going to watch an entire movie, but actually you're getting a sneak peek of what the entire thing is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You learn something new every day. Indeed. That's nuts. I don't like it. Um, okay. My <laughs> next one. Please. Okay. So the original premise of which movie was this? Mm-hmm. This is the original premise. Yep. A plane load of news anchors crashed into another plane carrying a full cargo of monkeys and martial arts equipment. Both planes end up crash landing into the side of a mountain and it was supposed to result in a battle between news anchors who turned to cannibalism and ninja star throwing monkeys. That's incredible. That is incredible. So that's an original concept. Obviously, that never came to fruition and the movie turn- it- turned out to be something di- completely different. Correct. And when I say completely different, is it completely different or is it completely different? So there's no echoes of that in there. Okay. No. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? (laughs) Unless I've read that before, which I haven't. It's it's not Planet of the Apes. It's um. There are no apes. There are no apes. What era? What era? What year? Or what decade? Does the movie take place, or does does the movie come out? Yeah. Did it come out? Early two thousands. Far out. Okay. Hmm. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. Have there are sh- animals in the movies, but they are not the full. They're in there for effect in scenes. They're not what overtakes the entire movie. 
Mm, this is a curious one. I've got no fucking idea, but I'm, enjo- <laughs> I'm enjoying it nevertheless. Um, oh, far out. Um, give me an actor. Uh... <laughs> Stumped you. <laughs> no, I just, it's going to give it, it, it'll give it all away. No, you know uh, how Christina Applegate. I can see how dense I am on these. Christina Applegate. What the fuck was she in back then? See, I've, I've, I've never really followed her career. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, so hang on. Not role models. That's too late. I Steve don't know. Carell? Oh, just give it to Think me. News anchors. Oh, Anchorman? Yep. Really? Really? <laughs> Legitimately? Fucking hell. Legitimately, that was supposed to be the original premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it it just went nowhere. And then well, that's well, what happened. Just like a 30-day-long film is that makes no sense to you, that makes no sense to me. Right. Right. Wow. But you'd still watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it. Oh, probably. I mean, if, it, if, it's, if it's, you know, less than 30 days long, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. If it was 72 <laughs> minutes, I'd be pushing it, but I'd do it. Mind you, like we say this, but we binge fucking television like there's no tomorrow. Oh, and it's, it's, not, sure. it's not, it's not like 30 days is not an issue. Like, you know, that's just... what I was doing earlier. <laughs> like, I was doing it. <laughs> All right. So, which Star Wars movie holds the world record for the most trailer views on YouTube in a 24 hour period? Oh, well, YouTube now, only knew. No, it's not. YouTube is about what, 25 years old? Maybe on, oh, no, maybe Com- less. No, compared- maybe less. Compared to yes. the Star Wars franchise. You're right. So the up. answer to this, I think, if you really put your mind to it and do a bit of deduction and talk about it, mm-hmm. you might get it. Well, I mean, my first go-to was The Empire Strikes Back because, and and this is going to sound mean, but like, you know, a lot of the types of people that were really into Star Wars were also very computer people as well. So I figured if YouTube came around mm-hmm. and they figured out that, um, that trailer yeah. was on YouTube. Yeah. Not bad gonna, logic. I'm no, gonna... no, no. Not bad logic. It's That's not the answer. But if you keep going down that little rabbit hole, you will get there. So then maybe when the new Star Wars were coming out and the newest, one of the newest ones. Which one? What's the f- first one from? <laughs> the Force Awakens. Yeah, is that not the Natalie Portman ones? The first one of the installation with, I think it's Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. Yes, the, the Ray character. That one, yeah. Yes, so that was The Force Awakens and that had like Harrison Ford came back, Mark Hamill came back. Right, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. And that just makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's, it's yeah. the original cast coming back for the first time in, what, 30-something years. And that trailer, it was trailer number two, to be honest, that okay. got 30.65 million views in 24 hours. Wow. Yep. Yeah. That's Incredible. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It wasn't a half bad movie either. I quite that, enjoyed that yeah, movie. Yeah, look, it's I mean it's a very divisive franchise these days, but mm. I think of of all of the sequels that have come out since the original trilogy, I think The Force Awakens is probably the best one. Um it really recaptures yeah. some of the uh the atmosphere of the first one. I think it kept the story going in a in a good way. Um yeah. everything has detractors these days. I think if The Force Awakens had come out in the 80s or the 90s, would have been a great movie. I think just mm. now everybody has a they want to hate something. So yeah, obviously, and now yeah. you can read about it everywhere you go as well. Exactly, so. and or and people that's right. People it in fucking, podcast form. <laughs> well, when people have a, a drum to bang, everyone can hear it now. So you know mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, back in the day, if you had a problem with something, nobody fucking knew about it that weren't in your circle. Yep, that's true. The way it should be. It's the way it should be. It's true. Um, all right, last one for me. Um, what film was shown at Cannes under the title of Dancer? I love how you said dancer, not dancer. 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 Oh, McClosa. Dancer. <laughs> dancer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dancer. Okay, was it Black Swan? No. Am I in the right? Earlier. Okay. Let's go with. All right. I want to say. Flashdance? Uh, later. <laughs> it's not dirty dancing, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'll give you a hint. I named my dog this. Oh, I've forgotten what your dog's name was. 
Hmm. Hang on. Your dog's not it's not Buddy, is it? No, but that's really close. Mm, Bobby. No. Close. <laughs> should that give it away to me? Like, should I be getting it? Billy Elliot. Oh, of course. The uh-huh. answer. Yeah, so it was shown at Cannes under the title of Dancer, but yeah, yes. it ended up winning on to be Billy Elliot. It's amazing. Like, that film might not have even taken off if it had been called Dancer. I know. I fucking love that movie. It's a good movie. It's, good I, movie. it's one of the movies that I quote a lot, um, but it's when I'm sort of yelling at my kids or yelling at my husband or somebody at work, and I'll just scream at them, I hate you, you bastard. <laughs> my favorite. Love it. Love I it haven't so copped that yet. <laughs> Not time, yet. Time yeah, will tell. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty. So which famous American pop singer and occasional actress Produced the Princess Diaries. Oh, produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariah Carey. No, but you're in the right vicinity. Um, Celine Dion. Nope. Dolly Parton. No. Um... <laughs> colder, colder. <laughs> Shit. Shit. It's not Britney Spears. No. No, I Tell don't me, know. No, Whitney Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't, that was never going to come to my mind. Oh, I, rem- I remember, it like, I mean, Princess Diaries, it's not the kind of movie now that would ever get a theatrical release, but it did back in the day. And I went to the cinemas and watched it. And I remember Whitney Houston's name on the screen. I'm like, oh my God, look at that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, the that's fir- a, the that's first a fantastic that, movie. Yeah. It is a fantastic movie. It really yeah. is. Gary it's Marshall. Really just, he's a rom-com god. Like, that guy knows how to make an American rom-com. And not that Princess Diaries is rom-com per se, but it's in that kind of, you know. It's in that vicinity. Sub-genre. Yeah. Coming he's of age. Yeah, he's the guy of... that made, um, Bri- um, not Bryce, but he made um, fucking Pretty Woman and ah. a bunch of others that just escaped my mind. But he does. He, Always like, away. The other sister was a good one. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, Runaway interesting. Bride is another one. So speaking of um, rom-coms, I didn't watch any of those this week, but I did tell you what I did watch. <laughs> like my segue there. Um, <laughs> I bit the bullet and watched Waiting for Guffman because it has been on my brain, well, forever, forever. Mm-hmm. But ever since last week, I'm like, oh, I've watched the trailer so many times I yep. need to watch this movie. Yep. And I f- tell you what, I don't think I have laughed that hard <laughs> in such a long time. It is genius. Yep. Christopher Guest wearing his pants backwards and doing those little hip thrusts and um, haircut. The haircut. His name is Corky and like the, the politician who's in love with him and just wants to be in the play. <laughs> and then Okay, I'll tell you what almost made me wet my pants. And I'm just retelling the movie here. You can cut this out later. I don't really care. Eugene (laughs) Levy, he's got the glasses and he gets off the horse on the stage and they're like, yonder, what does your keen (laughs) eyesight find for us? And he's got his glasses off and he's like, wow. And And he's just talking like this with his beard and I'm just like... I don't think I have laughed so hard. Fantastic. So fucking glad you enjoyed it. Um, and, and if you're watching or listening to this and you've never watched a Christopher Guest movie, uh, to explain them, they're mockumentaries. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen This Is Spinal Tap, that's a movie he wrote back in the 80s that kind of kick-started the, the mockumentary thing. And since then, that was directed by Rob Reiner, but since then he's directed a whole bunch of these mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. I think Waiting for Guffman might have been his first one as director. Mm-hmm. And he's gone on to do Best in Show, Mighty Wind, Mascots. Um, and it is hilarity. And the best thing about these movies is, although they're they're loosely scripted in a narrative sense, it's entirely ad-libbed. These movies are entirely uh-huh. ad-libbed. So what yep. you're hearing come out of their mouths is the first time they've delivered those lines because they've just come up with them and the other characters are reacting to hearing it for the first time. It is <laughs> genius stuff. I think when we talked about this last week, I said to you that that's where... Um, Chris Lilly got the idea from Mr. G. Can you kind yeah, of see that? Yeah, absolutely I can. You know, the moves, absolutely. the cracking the shits. 
Oh my god. It's funny oh because you, you you put me in the mood to watch A Mighty Wind again because I told you that that's my favourite of all the Christopher Guest ones and I watched that last night and I could watch it again right now. It's mm-hmm. just phenomenal. I think that's going to be my next one that I watch yep. and then I'll yep. probably watch Best in Show. Yes. Um, and I'm just going to leave it on this note that nobody, nobody plays better drunk than um, – what's her name? It's, <laughs> oh, my God, her name's just escaped me. Jennifer Coolidge? No. Um, Moira from Shit's Creek. What's oh, her yeah, name? Catherine O'Hara. Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody. Well, I plays tell better this. drunk than she does. She. I mean, Eugene Levy also um, co-writes most of these movies with Christopher mm-hmm. Guest, right? They're his stories. In Mighty Wind. Um, him and Catherine O'Hara play a musical act, um, very nostalgic kind of musical act. And I've seen this movie probably thirty times at least. I could, I could lip sync it. But this particular viewing had me tearing up more than I've ever teared up before watching <laughs> yeah. it. These two are beautiful. As soon as I saw Parker Posey in the corner crying, I'm like, that that's it. I'm fucking mm-hmm. it, for some reason last night's number 30, viewing number 30 is the one that got me. It's like, fuck, this movie's so good. I I love that when you rewatch movies and you just discover things. Um even on your like like you said 30th viewing and you mm-hmm. can discover something new and or like a feeling yep. that you haven't had before or just overcome with something that's yep. a good movie and i will say that i think in the in just in comedy in general i think possibly the funniest monologue completely ad-libbed i've ever seen in in the history of comedy would probably be fred willard in mighty wind okay um, it is just dynamite you can youtube <laughs> it people hey what happened that'll give you an idea it's just the best <laughs> I'm going to do that after we finish up here. I'm going to YouTube it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. All right. Should we move on to our second game? Why not? I think we've uh, belly ached enough about uh, Christopher Guest. (laughs) Now, this last game, this game that we're going to play next got us some controversy. Well, got me some controversy last time. Um, I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it completely. And I just did whatever the fuck I wanted and it did not work. And I got my ass handed to me when I chose Twilight after all of those movies. I get it now. All right. I get it now. But we're here. We're we're up for redemption. We're going to give it another crack. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job this time. Excellent. So, I mean, I'm for some of these, I'm going to see if you can guess what my theme is. So I'll I'll give you. Okay. So what what are we playing? Oh, it's called Filmathon. Right, so it's essentially a, a movie, a fantasy filmathon, a movie marathon. It's a lineup of four films that we would curate if we were in charge of one night at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I'm going to have mine are all got themes. I'm going to see if you can guess the theme afterwards. Okay, all right, you go first this time. Okay, so my first filmathon is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, oh. paired with 1941, The Terminal, and the BFG. Wow. That's a and lineup. I, I would happily sit through that lineup. In in that order? That, you could rearrange them, but that's the order I would probably do them in. Okay. What's your theme? What is your theme? Mm. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm getting I'm getting a blank here. No, I have no clue. Okay, well, there's kind of two themes to it. You've got one. They're all Steven Spielberg films. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. But also, I didn't even get it. (laughs) They're his four worst films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm kind of sitting here thinking I don't want to watch that movie marathon whatsoever. No, but I I mean, this is, this is a, a, I think there's a lot of people that would, I think, um, because I think Steven Spielberg's worst films are better than a lot of people's best films, you know, like, you know, this is a guy that just knows how to make a movie. And I think you put all those back to back, it'll probably lift each of them in, in a certain way. Okay. Interesting. Interesting way to go about that. Mm, Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we go for my first one? I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) It's like I've got some PTSD from this game. Honestly. You should. That was nasty. It was. It, it got me good. All right. So my first filmathon mm-hmm. um, would be Escape from New York. Yep. Point Break. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. And Roadhouse. It's a fantastic, phenomenal film. That's a good lineup, right? That's what that is what you call redemption. Okay. Good. 
because <laughs> I would watch that lineup all day, every day. And I now I'm, I'm not going to put that one on TikTok. <laughs> no, I will. I will. You just want haters. You just want them. <laughs> no, I will. That's a that's See if a we really can reel strong, them back in. <laughs> a strong. Read it out again. That's a strong one. So, Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Yep. Point Break. Point Break. Oh, yes. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. And for those who know me from my previous podcast as well, mm-hmm. will understand the Big Trouble in Little China reference just there. Um, and Roadhouse. Roadhouse is the yes. last so one. You've got two John Carpenter ones in there. Yes, but I also it's either got um, Patrick Swayze. Yep. There's a couple of Patrick Swayze and Kurt Russell. Yes, thank you. Yep, you Kurt can Russell. never get his name right. Never. No, because no. I confuse him with Kevin Bacon for some reason. <laughs> what? I know. Don't even start me. All right. Speaking of Kevin Bacon, so mm-hmm. my next filmathon would be Psycho. Ooh. Harry. What's Harry? Harry. Okay. Friday the 13th. Yep. And Hereditary. Oh, I don't like the last one. <laughs> I don't like the last one. What's Harry? Carrie, C A double R I. So oh, Carrie, the, the Stephen King movie, Carrie. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying Harry. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, Is that Harry and the night, Hendersons? I don't maybe get this, it. <laughs> this must be a me thing because last week you thought I said E, but I said P. Yeah, no, I think it's a me thing. Um, yeah, I, I quite Carrie. I've seen and I like that movie. I like it a lot. I've seen Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. um, and I've seen Psycho. I haven't seen Hereditary. I've heard horrible things, as in movie. like it's a great movie. For me, horrible. Like, I would mm-hmm. not enjoy it whatsoever. Sure. What's the theme? Ho- horror. Well, yeah, but there's more of a more of a theme than just horror. Um... <laughs> it's psychotic mothers. Ah. See, I wouldn't have got it because I haven't seen the last one. But is that the premise? I wouldn't know. Well, um, Tony Collette's character sort of demonically possessed in it so she's been evil will be evil okay cool very nice all right you want my second one yes is it your second or your third my second okay cool this is throwing it back to my tween years um and if i was 12 13 14 i would have paid for tickets months in advance to see this lineup sure so first you've got coyote ugly oh yeah because you know, and then you've got Bring It On mm-hmm. because, of course, then you're going to throw in a little Crossroads in there because Ooh, I needed, yeah. I always need a little bit of Britney in my life. And that was also sort of my interaction to JLo. Yep. And then Step Up. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, I dig, what was the second one? So Bring It On. Bring It On. Yeah, I dig every single one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, just give me a second because I'm just going to text my son who's in the next room and say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm recording. Being naughty. Well, he's a gamer. You know how gamers get when they've got the headphones on and they yell mm-hmm. at the screen? Yeah. Excellent. There we go. We're done. Excuse um, me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, that is, that's a great, that's a great, um, like, I mean, I'm done with Coyote Ugly because it's one of those movies that my wife would put on before bed every night. So I'd come to bed. I've told this story before. It'd be at the same mm-hmm. scene every time I come in. Like, <laughs> And it was always towards the end when John Goodman's in the bar and everyone, it's like the And finale. everyone's dancing. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, ah, good stuff. Good stuff. I haven't seen the new Bring It On yet. Very, very keen to. It's one that Ben, Jarrett and I from the Good Movie Monday podcast are all very keen to see. It's the horror one. The, the latest one. Oh. So I it's think like I've a, heard you talk about it's this. It's like already, a cheerleader actually. camp massacre type of movie. Cool. Exactly. So very keen for that one. Nice. Cool. All right. Your this is the last one I've got. Okay. All right. So road trip. Yes. Freddie got fingered. Yes. Bob the Butler. Oh. And Charlie's Angels. I haven't seen Bob the Butler. What's that about? Okay. Uh, it's about um, just a, 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 it's kind of like a Mrs. Doubtfire movie, I guess. But okay. it's about a, a, a guy that um, fakes a resume to get a job in a like a mansion, looking be, being a butler. Brooke Shields plays the the woman that hires him, and mm. and it's just a silly movie, you know, the things he gets up to as a butler, you know. Yeah, well, it can't, that kind of, of fits that, in the theme. It's the type of movie that Adam Sandler would produce, you know, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. he didn't. But there is a theme going here. I'm not telling you who the lead actor in that is because there's a theme going with this 
Well, I'm guessing it's what's his face, Tom Green. It is. He plays yeah. Bob the Butler. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Chad. Uh, the Chad. He freaks me out, that dude. Like, Love him. Yeah. Freaks Love me him. out. But... Um, given, given my age, I came, like, my teenage years were that right moment when he had his show, the Tom Green show on. Uh-huh. M- yeah. Before, even before MTV, when he was on, like, you know, cable television in Canada. And it was as extreme and gross out as comedy got back then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you look at all of the gross out things that Jackass and the Dudesons do now. Tom Green was the pioneer. He's the grandfather of that genre. And then, but you listen to him on podcasts or mm. you watch him on like YouTube interviews and stuff like that. And he's super serious and he's actually quite switched on and quite smart. He is. Um, but he plays the dumb, dumb weirdo so well that it's very convincing. Why? Like, it's, this sounds completely repulsive, and it is, and that's the point. But he did a sketch called Cow Brain Boat, right? Mm. And he got a piece of styrofoam, right? Big round mm. piece of styrofoam. And he put a cow's head on it, right? Oh, no. Right? Like, a, a, like a, a severed cow's head. And then he bashed it with a baseball bat until the skull cracked open. You could see its brains, right? And he pushed it out into the lake and started singing Cow Brain Boat. <laughs> it's got a cow brain boat. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is horrific. <laughs> it's so funny. So that funny. Is absolutely horrific. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's so odd. He's so and the time. Odd. What was it like? It's even in an Eminem lyric. The time that he found like um roadkill and it was a like a dead moose, and so he humped it. It's like hilarious. I've even, seen that. Why have I seen that? Well, even in his movie, Freddie what got fingered. He he jacks off a horse. Like it's yeah, hilarious. I think yeah. that's what I remember. Yeah. I remember. Daddy, I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. <laughs> I tell you what, I saw Freddie Got Fingered on opening night at Burke Street Hoyt's Complex, which is not there anymore, and <laughs> I was one of three people in the entire cinema, and I've never laughed so goddamn hard in my life. Just, I just felt so connected to that man. <laughs> I remember that one time I jacked up a horse and it just all mm-hmm. came coming back to me. <laughs> hey, would you like some sausage? Oh. So good, so good. Anyway, Moving I digress. On. All right, so my third one, yep. I have what I think is a pretty good lineup. So we'll start off with Knocked Up. Mm-hmm, good We'd one. move on to Bridesmaids. Yep. We'd have to check uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall in there because classic. And then finish off with 40-Year-Old Virgin just so because. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's almost uh, an apatow. Big apatow-a-thon. <laughs> was he behind Bridesmaids though? I don't think he was. Big, Fig was. A fig was, yep, yep, yeah, poor fig. Interviewed him on Good Movie Monday, everyone. Go back and listen oh, to that. I know. How cool oh. is that? Oh, okay. So, but it's almost a Judd apatow thon Yep. Yeah, that's a good yep. one, though. It's a good They're one. always guaranteed to make you laugh, but I picked out the ones that I know are like... Snortworthy. Favourites, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the good ones, yep. Very, very good. And then my last one. Mm-hmm. Um, You've done this... five. You've done five. No, this I'm... is Four. Well, how come I've done four and you're still... Have you done four? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. (laughs) I was going to say, I swear you're missing one. Fucking hell. Maybe you're the hungover one, not me. (laughs) Not prepared at all, people. All right. Go for it. All right, you go, you go, you go. Okay. Okay, so National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Quick Change, Kingpin, and Frank McCluskey C.I. I think I've seen one of those. <laughs> Vacation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is my Randy Quaidathon. Okay, oh, so he played okay, Cousin yeah, Eddie yeah. in Quick Change. It's a movie with Bill Murray and Gina Davis um, about uh, bank robbers on the run, and Bill Murray directed that one. Mm-hmm. Randy Quaid is fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. Kingpin, it's the Farrelly brothers who did something about Mary. It's got Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid. I feel like I've seen that movie. It is dynamite funny. Fucking like hilarious. Like a long time ago. And he ago. plays he plays an Amishman that get like an Amish boy that gets corrupted. Very funny. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Bill Murray's in that too. And then Frank McCluskey, CI, it's a very sort of forgotten movie. It's um Dave Sheridan, the guy that played Doofy from Scary Movie. And oh it yeah. It's kind of like it had Randy Quaid and Dolly Parton as his parents and it was a bit of a it feels very much like Hot Rod. Um it's a Ooh. Ace Ventura meets Hot Rod kind of movie. Ooh, you've sold it. Yeah, yeah. That's, not that's not a great it. movie by any means, but it's 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 worth a look. Okay. Yeah. It's even got a funny title, McCluskey. 
Yeah, it, and if you look at the poster of it, it's it's a ripoff of Ace Ventura, and it killed Dave Sheridan's career. The the studio saw how funny he was in Scary Movie and how much the audience reacted to him, and so they thought, mm-hmm. let's give that guy a movie. They just gave him the wrong one. Like it yeah, was clearly okay. a Jim Carrey impersonation. Like it just, but you know, with the hindsight of twenty years of separation, the movie holds up okay. I mean, and he still fits into people's lives every day because I don't know one time I've gotten out my vacuum and said, <laughs> I told you not to bury me, I'll clean my room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about that. <laughs> Love oh, it. That's a good Love one. Love it. Now, my last one is just a throwback to just, just like the best. Mm. Um, I think this is going to win it, just quietly. Um, but in my last one, I've got the Goonies, the Lost Boys, <laughs> yeah. ET, yep, and Gremlins. It's a good lineup. It's a very good lineup. Lost very Boys kind of doesn't nostalgia. fit in there, but but you know, I, I mean, I feel going. like it kind of does with like the ET and the Gremlins. No, I I just that's the only one that's not really suitable for children. I watched it as a child. So did I. So did I. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, the other ones were marketed kind as of, family yeah. movies and that one wasn't. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. All great movies. <laughs> but, anyway, I think I've redeemed myself this this time. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was You, you, you got the brief <laughs> I took this it, time. I took it way more seriously this time. <laughs> well, I came up with those in, like, ten minutes, so... <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, that was like, it was, I don't know if there was. Not to as, brag. As, fuck off. Come on. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just don't think they're necessarily the greatest marathons at all, but it's all I can They're, they're not bad marathons. They're not bad. Oh, I've heard we... of a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I did, we, um... I did want to ask you, though, speaking okay. of like McCluskey <laughs> yeah. and Tom Green, what is the worst movie you have ever seen? Hands oh, my down. Goodness. That is just such a – I'm the wrong person to ask that for, to because I like bad movies. Typically bad movies mm-hmm. I like. And the but there ones has that, to be a bad movie yeah, that you haven't liked. And there have been, and I don't give them the time of day like to remember them. Um, okay. I'd, I'd rather not even have them. They, like, in, float out of your brain? Pretty much. I'm just trying to think of some that I've actually loathed, like – like there's movies I hate that are actually good movies, you know, like mm. The Sound of Music. I hate that, but it's a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more likely to recall those. But I'm trying to think of a really bad one that was just bad for bad sake. Um, Little Mermaid. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I, don't I can know. tell you mine if you like. Yeah, please. And while you're thinking, um, and I've told you this before, I can never even remember what the name of it is and how okay. I describe it to you is it's that Peter Jackson film where the aliens like blow up the sheep. Remember oh, that one? Like, yeah, Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Yeah. Worst movie. It's so bad. Fantastic. Fantastic no. movie. That's, um, that's, a, that's an important movie. That's a very important movie. It may be important, but it's fucking horrendous. I well, I remember sitting there watching it going, what yeah. well, is this shit? There's that's an entire genre that is just so beloved and it's splatter, which that's a genre and it's an amazing genre and it's it's pure like you see you would hate if that's the case. If you hate that, you would hate the whole canon of trauma movies. Like that's what trauma is. You know we talk about trauma on the good movie Monday all the time. Yes. Yes, that's It's what not to say that are. I understand what it is. Okay, so tra- Troma is an independent movie studio in America that produces really, oh. really low-grade B-movies, and they're very cheap and nasty, but they're very good, like the Toxic Avenger, Sergeant Kabuki Man, Surf Nazis Must Die, Rapid Grannies, all these kind of things. And, I mean, you would easily convince somebody after watching a couple of Troma movies that Bad Taste was a Troma movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then that is not my thing. No, that is not my there is a whatsoever. Troma are right now producing a a reimagining of the Toxic Avenger, which is coming out very soon. Kevin Bacon is in it. I um, feel like, yeah, you've you've Peter uh, Dinklage is before. Peter Dinklage is playing the Toxic Avenger, which is hilarious if you've seen it. The original is a big, strong Arnold Schwarzenegger type who's mutated um, and wears a ballerina's uh, skirt, <laughs> a tutu. Okay. Um, fantastic movie. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, we won't go down that road because you're not digging. You're not digging. You're not digging. <laughs> I'm not your vibe. I'm not your the, audience uh, for that the one. The aliens in, in bad taste rejuvenate themselves by drinking their own vomit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I remember. That movie made Peter Jackson a legend. Okay. Well, it did. You would not know who Peter Jackson is now if he hadn't made that movie. I, I'm... It's still... A... Yep, okay. <laughs> no, you would not have Lord of the Rings if it wasn't for that movie. No, and that's fine. That's why that's that's my conundrum, right? Because I can't disagree with you because obviously it's the truth. However, <laughs> had I wish he hadn't made it, no, because obviously then we wouldn't have the trilogy. But also, like, do I wish I'd never seen it? Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of. I tell yeah. you what you would love, and I'm not doing this to patronize you. I genuinely think you would love it is his next movie after that was called uh, Brain Dead. And it is high quality horror but it's comedy slapstick horror like imagine the naked gun in a horror world but just amazing production value this is not the cheap shit that he did with bad taste this is really good production value blood everywhere but funny as fuck what's it called bad taste no, no sorry. it's not called no. bad taste. Stop, <laughs> stop gaslighting me. Stop it. Brain dead. Brain dead. Okay, okay. I'll give Ameri- you another chance. In America, it was called Dead Alive, but um, in Australia and okay. in, in the rest of the world, it's brain dead. Okay. Cool. I'll take your word for it. So good, so good. <laughs> Should we get on to our last game? Okay. We talked about this a little bit earlier. We touched on it, but we are going to play, and we've altered this a little bit as well. We're going to play overrated, underrated, rated. Ah, oh, okay, yes. When you said you've alt- we've altered it, I'm like, what, have we? Shit. <laughs> yeah, because we kept finding movies that we're like, you know what? Like, it's it does all right. So yeah, I added yeah, yeah. in the rated there just for just in case. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Um, all right. I'll go first. Sure. I'm going to start you off um, because last time we really, really agreed on chips mm-hmm. and how much we really think it's an underrated movie. So I've gone without a paddle. Oh, underrated. 100%. Underrated. Yes. 100%. Thank you. Oh. I honestly think that <laughs> Dax Shepard is underrated when it comes to him in movies. Oh, I'm trying to, trying to just conjure a moment. I know the moment in my head. Um <laughs> My mind is telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. Oh, my God. So it's good. Worth it for that moment alone. I am um, One of my favorite parts when I was, like, originally watching it was when um, Dax Shepard's character was walking between the guys. They're in their underwear. They're sweaty. They're in the jungle. And he's like, I've had enough. I'm walking between a sweaty ball sack and a sweaty ball sack. <laughs> Just the it's, word Bullsack used to make me laugh. I love it. It's a no-brainer for me because I love wilderness-based movies, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly comedic ones. And, you know, I think that's a great lineup. That cast is very good. And it's just it, it hit the mark for me. I was also Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, yeah, Dak Shepard, just I was, brilliant. I was working the video stores back in those days. Uh, and the whole sort of group of us in the video stores, they were the movies we gravitated towards, those mm-hmm. sort of those comedies. And um that's, that's one of them. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. We're in a grants. Yep. What about The Blind Side? Oh, that's a tricky one because I love Sandy, but like it can, was fine. Yeah, there it you was go. fine. I can, I can tell your answer. You kind of think it was overrated. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think it was, I think it was overrated. It was that, fine, but I don't know if it <clears throat> deserved about, the hype. Think that about it got. all of the Oscar buzz. Like, no way. Mm-hmm. No yeah. way. Yeah, and I think because it, it was just touching on a subject that wasn't kind of um, being touched upon as of yet, and it kind of led the way for other movies that kind of did deserve the hype. But yeah, that one's a bit. The other thing to me. too, if you think about it, like I mean, where we've come to now with the Oscars is fucking ridiculous with all of their diversity checkboxes for best films mm-hmm. moving forward. I don't know if you've heard about that, but the only way a movie moving forward can contend for an Oscar has to have. All of these boxes of diversity checks. So it has to have mm-hmm. an Asian player, has to have a black player, has to have a. You know, too bad if you're making a movie about the Italian mafia in the 1930s. That means it's a fucking amazing film that just doesn't qualify, right? Yeah. So there's all kinds of issues with that. But what you were getting at there is sort of what led to it. The Blind Side was one of those first diversity movies, which, you know, which is a good thing. We all want diversity in movies. Absolutely. It's when it started getting politicized in that kind of arena. Yeah. And it was bound to happen. Everything gets politicized that way. Like, we're not going to get into it. Um, But, yeah, I think it was a great sort of leading in movie, but it 
there's been a lot better movies than that yeah, one. But the, the the fact that it got traction and now everything since then has gotten progressively worse as to what we must have in cinema, which mm. just completely devalues the entire fucking you know, medium. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay, next. All right, one. Zoolander. Oh my god. Okay, that's interesting. Rated because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There'd be some people that would say it's overrated, for sure. Um, but it's not. Yeah, it's not overrated or underrated. It's just rated. It's as good as it should be. It's as good as it should be. That's a really good way to put it. I yep. feel like a lot of people would call it overrated as well. But I think yep. what it is is that it found its little cult niche, and then extended beyond it as well. Just like bad tasted. Anyway, so Zoolander, um, <laughs> I'm I'm in agreement with you. Is that hey, we're tracking really well today? Yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm in agreement. I think it, yeah, it definitely hit its mark with its audience that it meant mm. to reach, and then it outreached from there, which was awesome. So yeah, agree. What do you reckon Ben Stiller's best movie as a director is? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> okay, we can move on, but that's a good question. It is a good. I'm going to think on that. Okay. To be Get back continued. To me. Get back to me on next week's episode. Dot dot dot. <laughs> we keep them coming back for more. All right. What about Hunt for the Wilder People? Don't know it. That's the Taika Waititi movie with Sam Neill and the little boy that go out into the bush. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Haven't you? That's the no. one that made. To- well, it's the no, take that back. The movie that made Taika Waititi famous worldwide was What We Do in the Shadows, that vampire movie, which is brilliant. But then he followed it up with Hunt for the Wilder People when the rest of the world then clicked on and goes, hey, this guy is a genius. He's done. Is that with the little Maori boy? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, So that movie went gangbusters. It was celebrated all over the world when it came out. I think overrated. I think that movie's hugely flawed in specific areas. Um, And it's such a shame because remove those things that don't work and you've got a fucking amazing film on your hands that um I think very overrated. Had some he he had some teething issues. He had some It's it's more than teething issues. Out. My he's my problem for out. people that are watching and listening that want to know what those issues were. It's mostly to do with the police procedural stuff. I think that those characters okay. were introduced and just took it into almost Benny Hill territory like real farcical slapstick comedy when the rest mm-hmm. of the movie although very funny had a very, very serious underlying undertones. Sort of, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, interesting, that's, interesting. That's what I had a problem with anyway. All right, I'll okay. have to put that on the list too. I'll have to watch all these bloody movies now. Um, all right, Pretty Woman. Oh, wow. Mm, interesting. Mm. Instinctively wanted to say overrated. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is. I think it's actually rated. I think it's, once again, as good as it should be. It's okay. a movie that was of its time. It's a movie that's, you know, some would say aged poorly. I don't think so, but as far as like, social norms go. Um, but I could watch it tomorrow and enjoy it as much as I did when I first saw it. So I think it's just, it's rated. Okay. I, I actually disagree with you on this one. I think it is overrated. Sure. I, uh, it's, just, it's just another movie, you know, like it doesn't grab me. But I've also never been really – I think a lot of the movie revolves around Richard Gere as well mm-hmm. and him being so suave and, and good-looking and, you know, rich. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I just do not well, see him in that light whatsoever. I know a lot of people do, hmm. um, but I think if there was a different person in that role, I might have a different opinion, but he just – he break, breaks it for me. Richard Gere, his whole shtick is arrogant. Like that's what – Mm. his thing is. And I actually watched a movie with him last week uh, called Primal Fear, which anyone that's seen Primal Fear knows it's one of the great thrillers of all time with Edward Norton. And he was fantastic in that. But I, I kept thinking through that movie, man, this guy doesn't really play anything but smarmy and arrogant. Mm. Yeah. And cocky. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, for me, it's overrated. Cool. Gotcha. Mm. I, I can buy that. What about The Mummy? Oh. Oh. Rated. 
Rated? Okay. Rated. It deserves yeah. the hype that it gets. The other ones, I'm not even going to think about, but sure. that standalone, I feel like is just such a great movie. Definitely okay. deserved the hype it got. Sure. Cool. Excellent. I know you don't agree. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> no. Yeah, such a no, Cleo. steaming turd of a movie and um, completely, completely <laughs> overrated. And I thought that the first time I saw it at opening night at the cinemas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the only part that I truly get uncomfortable in that movie is when they're racing the camels because mm-hmm. they're all like super serious and they're all like, <laughs> like this racing the camels. But the camels just like, <laughs> the camels are just like, mm, they're going at like two kilometers per hour and you're like, eh, <laughs> you're racing a camel, mate. That's the most. TikTok friendly moment you've ever given us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. I'm not you don't doing need it again. to. I can loop that as many times as I want. <laughs> I can't wait for that one to pop up in my little my little you've been mentioned in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just me. <laughs> oh goodness me. All right, my last one. <laughs> Frozen. Overrated. Really? 100%. 100% overrated. Do you think that it got the hype because of that one song and it got yes. flogged to uh, death? No, I, I think, look, I'm glad the movie performed well. I I think it's a, it's a perfectly fine Disney classic animation, you know, like in line with all the other ones they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this one was much more than any other the product of social media. I think this is the movie that just that song just landed on Vine or TikTok or whatever, like or YouTube and just snippets went around the world and captured people's attention more than other Disney movies before it. Yeah. You can yeah. take any other Disney song, like, you know, Whole New World, whatever. And if that had been released in the same era, it probably would have done the same thing and just Yeah. And then yeah. the merchandising machine kicked in and every fucking little girl mm-hmm. and boy in the world wanted to be like Elsa and like it just mm-hmm. became really obnoxious and annoying and i just think that in uh, that in and of itself the the buzz around it was way over overblown and just brought the movie down to the point that who the fuck wants to watch frozen again have you seen the second one yeah i have many times do you prefer do you prefer it over the first one uh no it's it's equal it's equal equal yeah yeah i kind of feel like yeah i like the songs better in the second one than I do the yeah. first one, but I like the story yeah. in the first one better. Um, but can you believe that it's ten years old already? Like that came out in two thousand and thirteen. And what makes what makes us this, this is when you realize you're really getting old, is that your like your your children, your nieces, your nephews that were obsessed with that, and now at the age with like fucking frozen, like mm-hmm. uh, I don't think so. You know, like mm-hmm. in your mind though, you're still thinking maybe I'll get her an Elsa something for Christmas. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. The older you get, the the quicker the years go, and that's the perfect example. Well, lucky I'm 23 still, um, <laughs> and I've been 23 like the past like 10 years. So well, you were the right age for Frozen then, weren't you? Absolutely. It was just a hit. I was his dem- target demographic. <laughs> Had a hard 23 years, that's for sure. <laughs> what about Nacho Libre? This is just, you're going to have to put this on a loop because I've not seen that either. All right. I've got backups because I knew that would happen. Okay. <laughs> so Nacho Libre is the little gif I sent you before we recorded with Jack Black. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from the mm-hmm. director of Napoleon Dynamite, it was his follow-up movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is a fucking masterpiece. I think it's almost okay. better, almost better than Napoleon Dynamite, which says a lot. Wow. But therefore, I would say underrated. Um, but some backups here. What about Four Weddings and a Funeral? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Is it overrated or underrated? It was like the biggest fucking thing in the world when yeah, that came out. I- Overrated. Yeah. Correct answer. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And there's the game. It's. F- <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go out. What a way. We'll just cut that whole other stuff. Your, and just can, you end do on a, that. can you do a Hugh Grant impersonation? Um. Oh, I. Oh, uh, 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 
Yes, perfect. Is that perfect. good? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I, I, I suppose. Oh, I, oh, I, oh. Oops, a daisy. <laughs> it's kind of, that was kind of like Kristen Stewart mixed with Hugh Grant, kind of. <laughs> Oh Mixed my goodness! Stephen Hawking. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Stephen Hawking, I would just like the TikTokers and the YouTubers and Facebookers to everyone to witness my microphone. I have listened to the people and I have flipped it around. I'm hoping my sound is a lot better for you. I finally caved, and you know you're right, and I can see it on that too. So, I mean, I guess the way that you approach something so phallic says a lot about you yes it does and I can switch it and flip it and all types of angles sounds better this way I'm a multitasking girl (laughs) but also you know not just that I would like to thank everybody for joining us for another week as well it's always fun to do games with you Glenn you know that we have a lot of laughs and fun especially when I'm not hungover I would um, also like to thank them too. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Not we or anything. I appreciate it. Yeah. Did I say I? Yeah. We. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't forget to, you know, head over to the socials, the Facebook, the YouTube, TikTok. Give us a follow, like, and subscribe. Um, if you have any suggestions for games for us to play, we would love to have them. So, please... If you want to see us play some sort of game and, like, absolutely fucking fail at it, send it our way and we will give it a go. Very disappointed we didn't get a cameo from Donkey Boy. Donkey Boy? <laughs> you haven't been watching social media, have you? No. What? So we, su- we suggested some games to play on Facebook. And <laughs> your husband suggested Pin the Tail on the Donkey. And I said, I take it you're making a cameo this week, mate? Yeah, well, the first week he threatened to walk through the background naked, so and I I'm threatened still, him with death if that he cameo. did. <laughs> then we'll really know if he's donkey boy. He's just gonna windmill it. Um. So yeah, please feel free to send us <laughs> any to the sort chopper. of games, <laughs> suggestions our way. Um. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, and uh, I'll see you again next week. See ya. We'll go bye.